Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Inside Try Show with Helen Murray. This is the podcast that takes a deeper look at the sport. With in-depth interviews and special episodes. To keep you entertained and inspired while you're training. This is the Inside Try Show and I am Helen Murray and it is great to have you along. Thank you very much for, for joining me. This is episode five, powered by 33 Fuel, powerful, tasty and natural sports nutrition. So this week I have an interview for you with Norway's Christian Blumenfeldt, who recently was um, in Bahrain at the Ironman 70.3 where he smashed his own world record so you're going to hear all about that but before then I want to know how are you doing um I'm currently sat here in my kitchen I think I've made a bit of an error in shorts and a jumper and my slippers uh and I'm getting a little bit cold because I think the heating's just gone off so I need to go and sort that out but I got a bit carried away with editing and recording and after getting up early to do like a bit of yoga at home um I haven't actually got changed since and I'm planning a run so it's one of those things do you ever do that and you sort of sit there for a little bit yeah yeah guilty so I said last week that I was going to be doing a local 10 mile run around Stockport and um it went better than the week before so that's good I didn't go out at a stupid pace I think I tried to go at a pace that I knew I could probably hold so still nowhere near where I probably was I don't know two years ago with running and that's a little bit depressing but definitely it was more of like a a feel good um like it was testing and I didn't blow and so that I, I came away feeling confident that actually I could push maybe not quite as hard as I could but um there was a bit of push And uh, yeah, and I didn't blow up spectacularly. So that, oh, that was so good. But before the race, you know, when you have to give your bags in to to hold on into the the baggage or whatever it's called, and it was a really cold day. 
And I was thinking, oh no, I'm going to have to sort of take everything off other than my running clothes, put them all in my bag and then put my bag in. And it was still a little bit of time before the race. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm getting really cold now. Went into a little clubhouse, put my hands under my arms, trying to warm them up under my armpits because they'd gone completely dead by this point. And I was like, oh, no, I'm really, really cold. I'm too cold. Went over to, they were doing hot drinks and stuff. And I just said to the woman, any chance I could have a mug of boiling water? And she gave me a bit of a weird look. Um, but there was a guy there with her and he said, do you have Raynard? So I was like, yeah. And he said, you're not going to put your hands in the boiling water, are you? No, 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 no. I, j- I just need to hold on to this mug. And uh, after about five minutes chatting to them, I started to get a little bit of feeling back in my fingers. And I was like, oh, thank goodness. And then then once I had that, then my head was in a much better place for the run. So, you know, the kindness of strangers to uh, give me a mug of uh, boiling water. Excellent. What else is happening this week? I've got the final spin session before Christmas. I cannot believe that um, Christmas is here. I have a to-do list probably longer than my arm. But yeah, final spin session. And I will have a podcast for you between Christmas and New Year. So keep your eyes appealed for that definitely and I think it's quite an uplifting and inspiring episode Um, but I'll tell you a little bit more about that after this week's interview which we will come to very soon. Before then I did go down to London and I met up with Erica from 33fuel.com and we hadn't met face to face we had spoken a bit but we hadn't actually met and it was really nice to meet someone who is possibly even I don't know like the passion was just amazing so she was really really passionate about this podcast I'm passionate about what they do with really natural sports nutrition products so no chemical taste no sort of junk and it was great to share that passion and I actually had after the run on Sunday I had one of their recovery bars and I've said before it tastes like Christmas cake it's it's just delicious and it's so unlike I think it's unlike any other protein bar that I've had before so head over to 33fuel.com grab yourself a winter bundle and use the code inside try 33 for a discount at checkout all of the information is in the show notes so if you haven't quite followed this bit don't worry go back check out insidetryshow.com or helenmurray.net and you'll find all the show notes over there. Time for this week's interview. So you heard a tiny bit from Christian Blumenfeld in last week's show and he was talking about the trophy and fundraising for Move as well but now you're going to get a huge much longer half an hour interview. So Christian won the ITU Grand Final this year and then he just smashed his own world record over the 70.3 distance at Ironman 70.3 Bahrain. But seriously, this guy oozes dedication and hard work and his eyes are firmly set on, for him, hopefully, winning the Olympics in 2020 in Tokyo. So we talk all about the Olympics. We talk about going towards Tokyo compared to preparing for the Rio Olympics four years ago. There's been a lot of sort of controversy over his performance at Bahrain, so we covered that as well. And then there's some really interesting stuff about Christmas and 
that guilty sort of feeling for not training. So keep on listening. It is really fascinating stuff. And here it is. Christian, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing quite fine. The recovery since the race has been good. And uh, now I'm back in Bergen for a few weeks now and uh, having a few easy easy days of training after the race. So it's, it's good. What does easy training entail for you? Uh, right now, it's I have had like a day completely off, I think. And then I'll have like either one or two easy sessions per day. So I have... Uh, also more like self-chosen training for next uh, week so uh, yeah the volume is maybe reduced by 50 percent and it's uh, less intensity as well so it's uh it's, it's kind of not enjoyable to do that as well <laughs> do you appreciate the easier days both yes and no like it, it makes you feel much more guilty of not training that's like after two or three days you really feel bad so uh but also, I think it's uh, important to also take some downtime and uh, time and just let the body recover properly and before building up for a new big training block. And it's going to be a massive year ahead. So in Bahrain, Christian, did it go as you did it go to plan completely? Uh, yeah, I would say yes. Like, I uh, had a good swim. Uh, uh, I was expecting maybe Ben Canute to be able to get a gap out of the water between 20 and 20 seconds and a minute and 20 seconds. So I was like in contact going onto the bike and I felt good. You're always kind of happy the further you're getting on the bike that you're not having any like technical issues or mechanical, that you're avoiding any flat tires and uh, silly things like that. And also, I felt like the, the, the legs was good, uh, felt quite strong. Mm. And all the, like, I didn't have my power meters on, or it was like jumping in and off. And also, my heart rate didn't want to connect to the computer. So I was kind of riding uh, much of the bike, like, blind. I didn't really know how hard it was on the body, even though you feel it's light, but. As long as I don't have the heart rate, it's hard to really tell how much it's um, it's going to cost before the run. So I was kind of a little bit unsure there, but it, it felt good. And is that why on your Strava, like the watts are quite low because it was coming in and out? Yeah. So I think the average power is like 200. So uh, <laughs> That's not what you'd normally do. <laughs> then I think you need to be even holding on a car from the window and... <laughs> No, but it was, uh, the condition was good and uh, it also had like uh, motorbike bike filming in front that gave uh, at some points a, a good, uh, it was like a good drafting from it. So it helped me a little bit there as well. And we were like some guys changing on the lead, like Ben Canute had the lead for maybe the first third of the bike and then. The Danish guy, Daniel, came up and did his turn before I took most of the last part. So uh, we were also sharing a little bit on the work. Does it annoy you having the motorbike there or do you not mind? As in, if you were further back, would you want it to be a fair race? And that would really annoy you if the people at the front are benefiting from the bike. 
Uh, well, yeah, but also you know, it's uh, a, a part of the race. It's like if you expect it to be a motorbike in front, then it's your responsibility to get there and take the advantage of it, kind of. And as long as you're just riding straight forward, you can't really blame the cyclist either. So you're just kind of riding there. So if you have a motorbike 10 meters in front or 12 meters in front, it's a part of the game too. Did you feel, how did you feel coming off the bike? Uh, very good. Like we had tailwind all the way back from, uh, from the Formula One track. And, uh, that's made. Then, then, then I also was feeling quite strong compared to other guys. So even at one stage, I was able to break away from them and get a small gap. And so I felt like uh, I was going through the almost two hours of cycling without getting any fatigue. It's all, always a little bit like unsure how your how the leg will be going through. Like even though you are feeling it's going tough the first 30, 30 minutes, you never know how the legs will feel the last thirty minutes. So uh, it was the kind of thing in good progression, and uh, I felt good the last part. So I was expecting to be feeling quite fresh going uh, into the run, and so I did. Uh, got uh, easy gap going out of um, transition two, and I knew that for every k I was uh, doing like three ten per per kilometers. I was at least putting ten seconds into the rest of the guys. So. Um, I felt quite relaxed and comfortable in the pace as well. And you had said in the pre-race press conference that was your aim. You were aiming for a 106, weren't you? Yeah, or not normally. I I think I did 106.50 last year and 107.00 this year. And I think the biggest difference were that I was running by myself. Last year I was, I was absolutely digging everything I had on that last 5-6k as I had to break away from Gustav and this year I was kind of uh, running inside the comfort zone without really taking any risk so uh, that makes it a little bit different like the running wise so I think I could have or I would have been easily able to go faster on the run but uh, that would have been costing much more after the race too and on the run, Christian, does your watch like was your watch working, and were you just keeping to your watch, or were you at all going on feel a bit like you had to on the bike? Uh, I was running on the watch and, and feeling. I've done uh, all my race pace sessions. I've been hitting three oh nine pace uh, on the treadmill, so I've just tried to find that freedom and kind of run as easy as possible and getting in a lot of uh, liquid and energy in the aid station and kind of taking my gels at, I think I had four gels at K4, 8, 12, and 16 and a half. So I was kind of just counting down to each uh, mark and uh, it made it also easier mentally. Because a couple of years ago, you messed up your nutrition there, didn't you? (laughs) Oh, yeah. The first time I did it, I had, I thought it sports drink on the bike would be enough energy there and then I had one gel in the pocket for a run that I was thinking thinking about taking halfway through but then about halfway mark I finally saw Terenzo in front of me after chasing him down the whole run so then I got maybe a little bit too excited and 
and I uh, was uh, trying to kind of bridge up to him as quick as possible. And then with uh, 5k to go, I was I had nothing left. And I, <laughs> uh, with like three or 4k to go, I was kind of going back into my pocket to see if I could find the uh, finding gel again. And I was opening, took it, and I was looking at the watch. It's like ah, it's like. 12, 13 minutes left of running. I don't need energy. I just need a kick. So then I was spitting out the gel again <laughs> before I think it was like 1K or 800 meters to go. I wasn't really sure if I would even be able to make it to the finish line. So then I needed to actually take the rest of the gel and swell it. Quite different so, than this year. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's what we actually changed for next for the last years as well, like in 2018 to get more calories in on the bike and also use uh, gels on the run. So this year I went from one gel in total over the whole race to seven. Oh I think my I had God. So it's uh, much more. And so almost gaining uh, weight during the seventh wintry. <laughs> <laughs> Could you tell throughout the race, I guess, having a nutrition plan is pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it also makes it easier easier mentally when you're kind of breaking it down. Because then, then you have kind of something uh, nice to look forward to. You think like, okay, in 20 minutes I will allow myself a girl. Or <laughs> it's kind of a treating myself uh, too. Do you think you would have been able to do the same run split had you not had the, the motorbike as well? and the others to work with on the bike. Uh, yeah, but then I think it could have gone faster on the bike or worked harder as the pace was on and off. And at, at one stage, I was even thinking that this is a perfect arm and pace on the bike there. But that was like in the last hour when the pace was slowing down a bit. So uh, then I wasn't sure if I should then try to push the pace hard in the last 40 minutes of the bike or just go for a very fast uh, uh, running split. But then it kind of did a uh, combination, went a little bit harder on the bike and then uh, went for a solid pace on the run. What do you think you could do in Bahrain? How quick do you reckon you can go? In overall? Yeah. Uh, this year, the, compared to last year, we turned around a little bit earlier on the bike course at the, at the turning points so I guess you will have to add like three minutes in the overall time to, to get like to have a fair comparing the two races so then that's me now was like maybe 30 or 40 seconds under the all time so I think if we had like another really tough battle either against Gustav or if we could get a world championship there maybe two three minutes so 326 or 325 with the old course I think it's possible that's amazing and do you care about world records I think titles is more important so being a world champion or Olympic champion and uh, you want you want to be like the best guys on the biggest day that's more important because it's always fun to go fast and uh, yeah now Cam Wirth it's described you as a, a locomotive. Martin Van Riel, I think, used the word something like beast, savage. Super League Triathlon 
say rocket how would you describe yourself Oof, that's always hard when you're getting like find three words that describe you and I was like I can't find <laughs> any so no, I, I don't know other people can describe me <laughs> <laughs> and what about people have said oh my god like he beat the relay team of Mo Farah and Mark Cavendish did you run past Mo Farah? No, he they, they started off behind me, but I saw him at uh, like when I was running back in. I, I saw him on the run course, and I had like some marks on him. But he was running faster than I did. But then he was doing uh, I don't know how he was able to do it, but he was running wrong on the course. So what? I think he so I think he ran in to the finish line after two laps instead of after three laps and lost some time there but I don't know how much he lost so then suddenly on the last lap I was suddenly kind of when you see I think it was just before the 20k mark or the sign he was then like uh, getting closer to me and then suddenly on the last lap I was massively getting on him again so I think he ran wrong there with the Lucky Land Slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Did you say anything or did he say anything to you at the finish line? Did you see him there? Yeah, I had a small chat with him and uh, after the finish line. And uh, uh, I guess he was... I guess he was expecting me to run similar as uh, he could see the time from last year that we did like 106 there. So I assume it wasn't a huge surprise surprise. I guess he was running a little bit faster so than actually doing 107.10. I guess he did faster than that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he was doing a little bit wrong there on the run course. Did you see Cav at the finish? I didn't speak to him, but I saw him. But uh, again, I don't know how hard he was riding compared to us. It's hard when you are. It's not like a championship race for him. He's more doing. He's more than there for doing his uh, sponsorship uh, uh, obligation. So uh, I guess if I want to beat him, I have to turn up in a real cycling race. Would you like to do that one day? <laughs> it would be nice. It looks really. It looks really cool to be doing a grand tour, but I guess it's uh, really hard and also um, uh, it's a very different way to race. Yeah. First of all, eyes are on Olympics 70.3 because that was it. You've now got your 70.3 sort of ticket stamped for next year, haven't you? Yeah, that's a good thing. Uh, 
And I think like even it's in November, the qualifications finish very early after the Olympics, maybe a bit even before. So it's good to get the qualification done. And I think it's uh, a lot of at you guys who also want to try the 723 out, maybe off, maybe because of what happened in Nice, they think that it's <laughs> maybe a good thing to com- combine ITU and Super League. No, I mean uh, ITU and um, uh, Half Ironman. Will you spend a little bit more time on your TT bike ahead of the 70.3 wheels next year? Yeah, for sure. Like five or six sessions isn't really enough. And also it's it's much easier when you have it in November or end of November than the weekend after. But also to have it the week after the grand final, it's, a, it's not too bad. I think I was just, I should maybe have spent a little bit more time on it before the World Championship or the, before the Lausanne. And you said to me when we when we last spoke in Malta that you would be quite keen to give Kona a crack next year. Is that still something that you would quite like to do? Uh, maybe in the future, but then again, I think if I win the Olympics, it would be really cool to give Kona a try the same year. So uh, <laughs> I think no one has been able to win both in one year before but again uh, to win the Olympics is really hard and I think a very tough task so uh, at the moment it's all about focusing on that and then after that we can see what we can find uh, what what fun stuff we can do <laughs> love it so with um, Tokyo obviously you came 13th at the Rio Olympics first Norwegian to be competing in the triathlon at the Olympics how? What did you take from that that you you can then take into Tokyo? Uh, I've maybe it's the fact that I've been to been to Olympic Games. Uh, other than that, not much. I I was quite disappointed after Rio, as uh, my goal for like the whole summer were to first of all try to win the race and then yeah, or not or maybe get a medal. Then finishing uh, like two or three or four minutes back was uh, yeah it was really disappointing. So then from that then on I just tried to forget it and uh, tried to focus on Tokyo. And I think the difference uh, with the preparation hours maybe that we have had four years to actually focusing on performing in the Olympics instead of trying to develop and uh, just qualifying going. Because last last Olympic Games, I was more going from the junior stage, having to qualify, coming up to the WTS platform, and and doing that kind of process. So for example, when the Olympic qualification started last time, I wasn't even high enough ranked to be able to get into the races. So even in 2015, I was. I was traveling to Australia and New Zealand for trying to do four races without being on the start list for any of them. I just had to hope that on the race week I would be able to get in. And uh, like <laughs> the same week I was able to get into the World Cup, I think in Malulaba and the same in New Plymouth and the same in Gold Coast and Auckland. And that gave me enough points to be able to get into the rest of the World Cup season and WTS season. And... Uh, so this time it's kind of more relaxed and more 
feels like we have more time to actually prepare for the for the race than just uh, racing for trying to like being... chase points and things. Yeah, that must That's... honestly that must be so so different that yeah you can just prepare for that big race, which is what you know the likes of Johnny and Ali Brownlee and Gomez could have all done obviously Gomez then got injured but that's what they could do ahead of Rio yeah yeah. but now it seems like the British is even more at that that stage now so I think they only have two slots so then you have Johnny, Ellie and Alexei having to race for two slots or maybe they can get like the third slot but they have to think a little bit about on that instead of uh, being able to perform on the day they need to deal with the qualification and that could be a disadvantage and the other advantage for you this time or the other main difference is that you've got Casper and Gustav as well yeah and and that and then like in in the the WTS I normally have them as well on the start list and then when we come to the Olympics then it's a smaller field you have the is maximum three guys per nation which means that the bigger nation they are suddenly having less athletes. So then suddenly we are kind of stronger as, as a national team also in the Olympics than we are normally in WTS, which can be a huge benefit. Would you love to do a Bermuda in Tokyo? Yeah, I think that, that's uh, the big t- the dream to everyone in the team. To, obviously, all of us want to win the race itself. So I think we all disagree on the order, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think to be able to share the podium with the guys we're spending the most time with is uh, would make the whole process just uh, yeah to a massive highlight in the life. That would be pretty incredible, wouldn't it? Because I guess the the three of you you are all so close. You've been training together now for a number of years since you were juniors, so. It must be mad. Yeah. So that's, uh, I think you can't really do it bigger than that. Getting a top three podium sweep in the Olympics on a day that shouldn't really suit us with like the warmest Olympic game ever coming from Norway. Uh, <laughs> that's like the last thing you should, would expect. Uh, so yeah, that would be just insane. Christian, how much time will you spend in the in the lab between now and the Olympics. So before Bahrain, you're obviously doing a bit of testing and there's a video of you with your VO2 max at around 90. Like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that was good. Like, I've, I've been in, in the 80s high for, for a bit of a long time, maybe almost since I was a junior. So to finally be able to break 90 was uh, kind of... Uh, good fundamentally as well like I had 90 once before but that was because uh, the sports scientist forgot to change the weight <laughs> so I was doing the test with Gustav so Kasper's weight so it's like having brilliant numbers in there <laughs> but now this time uh, uh, we did put in the correct weight and uh, uh, yeah it was really cool but again it's, it's not about performing in the lab it's about performing in uh, races or competition so um, we, we try to use the numbers uh, good in the training so we can 
adjust the training and always make sure that we have a progress. But I don't think we will spend too much time in the lab going in for the next seven months. We have, of course, we'll be there a few times for doing the swim bike run testing. But uh, what I think one of our strengths is also that we're able to kind of bring the lab out in the real training. So we can do like all the VO2 max testing outside by the pool. We have like the mask we could put on on the pool like after we've been swimming swimming a VO2 max session or a threshold session. So we can kind of see the efficiency there without being in the lab. And also we do a lot of lactate testing and training. So it gives us an indication of where we are. That's, and and I was just reading up about um, VO2 before because um, I thought it was quite quite interesting just to sort of give a bit of a perspective on it. So I think the average, no, superior, right, for someone in your age, which is between, I think, 19 and 29, is over 52. But that's, that's for a guy who is sitting in the office. Correct. If you look at uh, a high-performance... Uh... Athlete, it's normally in the 80s in the endurance board. You've got a little bit of a way to go, though. Apparently, um, Bjorn Dahler, cross country mm. skier, got up to 96. Yeah, cherry picking the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny, a tiny little bit, um, a tiny little bit to go if you ever wanted to do that. Um, <laughs> but do you think genetically, Christian, like how much do your genetics do you think? play a part in your performance uh it's really hard to say i like to think it's purely the training and the way we approach the training like always trying to do a little bit extra a little bit more a little bit longer than everyone else and we're actually willing to yeah do that extra every time over years that uh, makes a difference and you said to me before that uh, you're actually going to be getting back into training pretty much the week of Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I am back at training like today. I've, I was in the pool this morning before we went to the uh, gym for doing some gym work. So uh, it's it's been a few easy sessions from the race. But uh, like I guess the, the serious training again will start at Christmas time. And then you were telling me about uh, how you're going to be celebrating Christmas. Um, so I- explain to everyone what's going to be happening at the uh, at the pool. <laughs> well, the day before, or the, all the swimmers usually have, used to have like uh, a Christmas game where we do split in a different team and giving like a point system for different games and doing like different kind of relays, not like not not normal swimming relays, but kind of funny stuff and also one of the games the last few years has been jumping we have like a diving tower so you can do we call it it's called dying when you're <laughs> jumping so you're kind of trying to run and you kind of jump straight so you're kind of uh, almost landing on your belly and you try to stay in a position like a straight position just before you're landing in the water and then you go into a ball and uh the higher up you go, the more points you're getting for your team. So that's like one of the <laughs> one of the games. But for the last few years, I've been unlucky with my team, so I haven't been <laughs> able to win. 
<laughs> do, you, do you get to pick your team or do you get put in the team? You're just getting put. So I will put it on my teammates and blame it on them. <laughs> and what is your... Um, what is your diving like? Your your sort of your belly flop into a into a bomb. Are you any good? Oh no no no! It, it's so hard to kind of. They say that if you're doing it right, it doesn't hurt, but it's so hard to kind of believe on that. <laughs> so so I'm I'm more one of those who's kind of just uh, regretting kind of just landing kind of halfway so on my feet instead. Have you ever had any really bad dives in the uh, on the WTS? Oh, I would say like the beach shot is the worst, even though it's not a dive. But then, that sometimes uh, you kind of jumping jumping into early, thinking that you will hit a wave, and then suddenly it's you're just hitting the ground because the wave is kind of taking away all the water. So I think everyone has done one of those before. So you face plant into the sand. Yeah, because you're <laughs> mis miscalculating a wave and suddenly there's no water there. I did one dive as well in the pool because we have like one side of the pool you can uh, lift the bottom. Yep. Which means like you have like one side is very... Shallow uh, and deep. Yeah. And then I was swimming at the deep side once for the main session and then I was about to jump into the shallow part, and then I didn't, I didn't really think about it. So I was just jumping in, and I was just like face planted all through like the bottom. <laughs> I was so, I was okay. I was expecting when I then went out of the pool, I would just be like bleeding through my whole face and my chest. But then it was okay. Phew, phew. <laughs> and then, can you switch off over Christmas? Can you relax with your family, or do you find it quite? Do you get itchy feet? Uh, it depends. If, I think if you if I've been able to have like a good training session in the morning and getting the job done, then it's easy to easier to relax. But then if you're feeling tired and not able to do the session as planned, then it's really easy to feel guilty when you're eating Christmas food and uh, it's, it's like it doesn't take much time before you just feel fat and unfit. So uh, it, it it depends. It depends how uh, how kind of training rhythm you are in. Why is it that so easily we think, you know, oh, I, I feel, especially over Christmas or whatever, I feel fat, I feel unfit. <laughs> I think it's because, uh, I guess it's because um, if I just gain, like if you gain a half kilo, you really feel it on your... You, even though it's not too much, you really feel bad for it. So, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Maybe it's a good thing because then you're going back to hard work again after. Typical athlete feeling, isn't it? Mm. And I think every time you have like a few days without proper training, it's just so easy to be starting to feel guilty again for not doing the work properly and uh, just kind of, you're feeling like you're skipping session even though you are following the plan. So uh, maybe that's the hardest part of being an athlete, actually taking it easy when you're supposed to take it easy. Have you had to learn to get better at that? Not really. I think I'm still at the stage where, yeah, well, it, it depends. Sometimes I'm, I regret that I like 
if I'm in a massive training block, then I'm just re- regretting that I didn't take it easier. And the last chance I really had a chance to relax. relax. So like when I'm in the moment, when I have the chance to relax, I just feel I'm doing as, as little as I can. And how how do you relax? I'm doing nothing. That's like normally getting all those questions like find what's your three hobby outside of the sport? I don't really have any hobbies. Normally, you know, you're so busy like traveling all around and uh, being on training camps and competition. So I find it quite nice to just do nothing when I have the chance to do nothing. Like listen to music or, or like watch TV, that kind of stuff? Uh, yeah, watch watch some TV and Netflix and just chilling out. And it's always something like answering some emails and kind of doing the kind of the boring stuff of the job of being an athlete. It's always uh, building up like your inbox. So even I think I used a longer time. I saw your email maybe for a week ago before I replied on it. So <laughs> doing that kind of stuff. Bloody podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so you think, okay, I'm going to, I'm, I'm reading it now and then I'm going to answer it in the afternoon and then, the afternoon comes and okay I'm going to do it tomorrow and then suddenly you have a race week and then yeah it's always it's always something you can uh, catch up and do what's your guilty pleasure on the turbo oh when it comes to me on the turbo sometimes I can actually if I just find a song I can be listening to the same song and put it on repeat and listen to it for like 20 minutes and then <laughs> the worst part is that after 20 minutes, I still, I can't know the lyrics. <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad to kind of remember the lyrics, but I can kind of like to read them. So it's, uh, by listening to the same song, it's easier to get the time to fly by. Do I admit, that's what I do. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's like you listen to it, repeat, repeat. Yeah, yeah. And you can just put on repeat and it comes like by itself. But then again, even I've been listening to it like 10 times in a row, I still can't the lyrics other than maybe the main sentence. <laughs> Snap. <laughs> so which song would you do that on? Oh, it's some different. It's like The Gambler from Kenny, Rog- Kenny Rogers and some like Tim Odell, yeah, another love. <laughs> Some <laughs> odd songs that you just put on repeat. And <laughs> yep, I like that. And then, uh, Christian, uh, one other question: What three things? If you go to your fridge, what three things would you take out of it to to eat, and in what order? Right now, I actually have a frozen pizza, a cake, and. That's maybe it. <laughs> I think oh, in the refrigerator or yeah. fridge. Oh, the refrigerator. Oh, I have. Oh, I have. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have salmon for dinner tonight with some vegetables and potatoes, but I don't have it. So I have to go and buy it right now after this. Salmon and veg, an absolute classic in the Murray Brown household, and. It was so good that he opened up there about those feelings over Christmas about training and, and things like that and, and the sort of the guilt um, 
and it is something that we're going to talk about more on the Inside Try show in 2020. So do keep looking out for that as well. It, it was good fun though, wasn't he? And do you have a song like Christian that you just hit repeat, repeat, repeat on it when you're on the turbo? There is a song which I use in the FTP test um, at Spin. So I have the, I try to have the same playlist, but I get to one song and probably get, I don't know, two thirds of the way through it. And the beat is amazing, especially for the sort of time when it comes on on the playlist. And I often have to hit repeat and listen to it again. It is, oh, it's a firm favourite. So if you do have a song like a Tom O'Dell kind of song or... Uh, was it Kenny Rogers? Um, then honestly, let me know. Let Christian know. I would be intrigued uh, to hear exactly what you do um, on the Turbo. If you have liked what you have heard today, then please do share it with a friend. Let me know. Let Christian know on social media. It is Christmas time. So if you wouldn't mind buying me a coffee and uh, showing your support to the show so then I can continue to bring you the best interviews in triathlon I would be so grateful you can find all of the details at patreon.com forward slash inside tri show Matt Rushbrook and Steph Hansen are two complete and utter legends and they have joined my growing list of coffee buddies so if you want to join them, do head over to patreon.com forward slash inside try show. I am super grateful for everyone who has pledged their support to the show so far. This week's show has been powered by 33 Fuel, powerful, tasty and natural sports nutrition. Check out their winter bundles and use the code inside try 33 to get a discount at checkout and support me too. Don't forget, you can also get 20% off with the code inside try with our friends over at comfuel.co.uk. It's like a pick and mix of sports nutrition delivered through your letterbox. There will be a show for you next week as a little Christmas present from me. Coming up next time on the Inside Try Show with Helen Murray. I didn't know if I was strong enough. I couldn't put my coat on in January. So, you know, properly because of my frozen shoulder. And I still said I was going to go and paddleboard across the country. It was like, kind of mad. But, you know, I believed and I backed myself to do it. And I think that's what's changed, really. Not waiting for other people's permission and sort of just saying, yeah, go for it. It's a great story from Joe Mosley. But until next week, keep it fun and we'll speak then. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.